What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California, along with Patty Rising and Brett Burkhart. Yet another abortion court case in Texas could have far-reaching implications for women in California. Less than a year after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, a federal court in Texas could take away the most common form of abortion, the medication abortion that uses a combination of two prescription pills. Those pills are mifepristone and misoprostol. When taken in concert, they essentially trigger a miscarriage, ending pregnancies up to 10 weeks or so. That's how more than half the abortions in America are done now, not by a procedure performed by a doctor. But an anti-abortion group is asking a conservative Texas judge to overturn the FDA approval of mifepristone, arguing that it overstepped its authority when it gave the drug the green light more than 20 years ago. California's attorney general is among those arguing that doctors should still be allowed to prescribe it And in fact, the Biden administration has been widening access to this medication. For more, we're joined live today on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Dr. Ushma Upadhyay, a professor of obstetrics, gynecology and reproductive sciences at UCSF and co-director of the UC Global Health Institute's ANSWER, which stands for Advancing New Standards in Reproductive Health. Thank you so much for being with us. All right. So so what will happen if this court pulls mifepristone off the market? I mean, could it no longer be available in California, even though our state does have such liberal abortion laws? Yes. um, Actually, this decision, if the judge rules in favor of the plaintiffs, it could remove access to uh, mifepristone in all 50 states. And as you said, this is the most commonly used medication for a medication abortion, the combination of mifepristone and misoprostol. So the effects will be quite devastating for people in all states across the U.S. Put it in perspective for us. How reliant is your profession on the use of this pill when it comes to reproductive health? Well, this is the first line um, medication. Um, it is. It makes up uh, over half of all abortions in the U.S. and probably closer to 60% in California specifically. And then the other thing that um, many people don't realize is that it is also the first line treatment for for a treatment of miscarriage. So many people have miscarriage and um, mifepristone and misoprostol is the most effective treatment for resolving the, the complications of a miscarriage. So when the drugs are taken in concert, when they're taken together, we understand it's it's something like 99% effective in ending the pregnancy. Could you keep prescribing just the second one? And, and how effective would that be instead? Yeah, so um, mifepristone plus misoprostol together, it, the studies show it's about 95 to 98% effective. Misoprostol alone, so the way it works is mifepristone stops the pregnancy from growing, and then misoprostol causes uterine contractions to empty out the contents of the uterus. Misoprostol can work by itself, and that is most likely what providers will shift to if this court case comes down. The issue is that the research shows that misoprostol alone is slightly less effective. It's probably around 90% effective, so it still works in the vast majority of cases. Um, But it also comes with um, more side effects, so more nausea and vomiting, um, more cramping. And when we're thinking about people who are traveling hours and hours across state lines to access this medication, 
I personally am concerned about the the comfort or the experience or or just um, people's ability to withstand all of these side effects in in the case of travel for abortion. So um, it's not an easy shift. Also, providers don't know the protocols. They don't have a lot of experience with misoprostol alone. Um, so it it will take be a, be a process to shift protocols to this this other alternate regimen. It is safe and effective. I will say that that it is safe. So I don't want to say that um, patients will be completely out of luck. It's just that, you know, bottom line is that clinicians should be able to make a choice of the available medications that is best for their individual patients. And and this court ruling will take away um, the autonomy of providers um, to make decisions that are best for their patients. After Roe was overturned, women in California thought, well, okay, abortion will stay legal here anyway. Did anybody see this coming, that that the anti-abortion forces would go after medication abortion next, and in all 50 states? I don't know. I think it's just really absurd that one conservative judge could have this much power and, you know, it really flies in the face of um, the, the rationale that each state can make their own um, their own abortion policy for their own state. Really, this is taking away state autonomy as well. And the other concern that many people have is that if this this case could set precedents that a single judge could um, rule or could require the FDA to revoke FDA approval of a drug. So what's to stop other judges from revoking FDA approval from a variety of other medications, including birth control um, or other types of treatments? Do you are you hopeful that this will be appealed or is the worry that it will be appealed all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court? Exactly. Right. So after, you know, an appeal from here will go to I'm not a lawyer, so I just need to preface that. Um, but my understanding is that um, the, an appeal will go to the Fifth Circuit Court, which is also known to be very conservative, and then an appeal after that will go up to the Supreme Court. And we, we know how the current court feels about abortion rights right now. So we, it is looking dismal. So the abortion opponents say that, you know, this pill is dangerous. It's resulted in some fatalities over the years. How do you respond to that? Yeah, I think that's what most hard to understand. Um, I've been studying abortion safety for over 10 years, and we know that this is one of the safest med- safest um, medications. You know, the, the safety it has an over 99% safety pro- rating. Um, it's been studied, it has a track record of um, over 20 years. There's over 100 peer-reviewed articles in the literature demonstrating its safety and its effectiveness, and leading medical and scientific organizations recognize it as safe and effective, including the American Medical Association and the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. So it's really um, just, it's, it's so un- incomprehensible that their rationale is safety for arguing that the FDA must revoke its approval. We know in California, we have telemedicine access, and our research shows that accessing medication abortion through a telehealth um, interaction with a provider and receiving the medications by mail is just as safe and, and effective as going into a clinic. So. Um, we have so much to lose. We've made a lot of progress with COVID, and this 
ruling could really just um, bring all of that down. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. We're going to get this ruling probably around February 24th. So, uh, you know, maybe the end of next week, we'll see coming from Texas, Dr. Ushma Upadhyay, a professor of OBGYN and reproductive sciences at UCSF. Thanks for being with us.